Hello, today I have my cousin, Sean Sullivan, here to talk with us. And so if you would like to share with us a little bit about your musical background. Sure, nice to be here today. Uh, my professional name is Sully, nice. uh, short for Sullivan. Uh, I grew up as a classically trained violinist. I started playing when I was two years old. I uh, went to college and ended up with a music degree uh, in violin performance, even though I had no intention of ever getting a degree in music. Oh, wow. Uh, and so ended up as a, a professional violinist, but I have significant stage fright. So when I was in high school, a buddy of mine was like, you should come and uh, run sound for my band. And I didn't really know what that meant, but he said, just come over. I'll teach you how to run a soundboard. And uh, so it made a lot of sense to me uh, in terms of how you translate, uh, you know, what's coming off of a stage into a microphone, through the mixer board, and then out through a PA system. And so I just started doing that through high school. And then when I went to college, I very quickly uh, uh, met a band, uh, and that was really, really great. And I went up to them and I said, hey, I really liked what you guys do. I love your music, but your mix is terrible. <laughs> and they were like, what do you mean our mix was bad? I was like, it sounds bad, but your music is good. And they're like, well, do you know how to run sound? I was like, yes, I do. And so they're like, well, can you fix it? I was like, oh, I'll try. And, you know, you don't always know. And so I started playing around with that. And the more that I had done that, the more I enjoyed it. But having stage fright and not perform, uh, enjoying being a performer, uh, I was like, well, maybe this would be a way that I could, you know, still be involved with music and, and all of those things because I know all that world, uh, but I don't want to be on stage. And so that ultimately I'm now a tour manager and production manager. I work out of Nashville. Uh, and so I work for an artist named Mandisa. Uh, she was on American Idol season five, and oh, I am her cool. tour manager and her production manager, and also her for a house sound engineer. And then I also. So what does that look like? What What, what that does that look like? like uh, is that I am the one who's fully in charge of everything from the time a contract is signed for a show through the execution of that show, meaning I'm responsible for all aspects of that show coming together, the transportation, the hospitality, the production, uh, making sure that we have the personnel that's needed, uh, having the equipment that's needed locally, uh, the local personnel, uh, making sure that we have showers, uh, you know, every detail wow. that's needed, I'm the one fully responsible for. My brain is exploding here. And in addition <laughs> to also making sure that all the accounting is correct and uh, bringing back the proper amount of money whatever money I've taken out that I can fully show where it went and you know uh, keep very detailed records and so as a musician I'm doing everything through the eyes of what I know my musicians need uh, for my band for my artists uh, for what their needs are but then also on the business side uh, making sure that uh, our company uh, is making money uh, and that I'm not just spending every dime possible uh, to do a show because you have to work within uh, your your budget. 
And so, and I think the, artists, we have a tendency to have these yes, grandiose, grandiose ideas, ideas <laughs> and not necessarily understanding what the idea is versus reality. Um, and you need both sides. And um, I think uh, far more on the literal side anymore than I do on the creative. And I don't get involved with creative discussions uh, unless I'm asked, um, because I have found that it's very important that in my role, I am there to facilitate the idea of my artist and and put that into a, a concept of you know trying to take care of of the desire for how the show is presented and you know sometimes I have to say no we can't do this you know that's not a good idea from a safety perspective or that's just not going to be practical for the amount of space that there is um, or you know what that honestly is not a good use of our money uh, right you know and because uh, everything has a cost you know, and you always have to think through it from the cost. You know, for every person you bring out, that's three additional meals. That can mm -hmm. be an extra flight. Yes. Um, it's a bunk on a bus. And, you know, so, you know, how do you do things uh, where you are, you know, able to take care of the artist's need uh, versus, uh, you know, the grandiose, you know, ideal? And there's always a compromise there. And so, you know, my job is to be the no guy sometimes. Oh, no. <laughs> and but so, we need, you know, we all we, need that. Everybody needs boundaries. Yes. Um, you know, and I also live in the world of worst case scenario uh, because it is my job to make sure that we have a show. Mm -hmm. And so I work for another artist as well named Toby Mack, and I am his production manager for the Hits Deep tour uh, that he has, which is a major arena tour that happens every January through uh, March uh, here in the U.S. And uh, we tend to focus on kind of an East Coast, West Coast scenario. And so literally the first thing I do when I get routing sent to me is I look through what are my routes and can we actually make it where we we need to go in the time frame that we need to work within and be able to get the show up in time to have a show that next night and get to the next show and so this last year we actually ended up having to bring out an extra semi and a whole bunch of extra equipment just to guarantee that we could make all the shows actually happen and so I'm the one who has to figure out all those details and then work with the team, the crew uh, that we have to make sure that then we can see what we're being asked to do by Toby and by his management company uh, to execute that and to make sure that it's a fun experience for the, the listener and for the musician. Uh, because end of the day, what happens backstage and on stage is a you know is, is very important for how it's received uh, by the audience. And if we don't have a healthy backstage, meaning if we don't have good food, if we haven't slept well, if we don't yeah. have showers, uh, if we don't have all those things that you really need before you get up onto a stage, then the performance is going to suffer. But you know, it's just makes sense. just how it's going to be. Uh, if you have food poisoning, you know, like one of the things that I get questioned about a lot is why my food uh, portion, my catering section of my rider is so detailed. And that is really because of food safety standards and to make sure that people aren't sick 
uh, on stage. Some, some food <laughs> yeah. That they ate that day. I haven't even thought about that. Before. Yeah. And especially when you're, you know, bouncing time zones and, and, you know, you're in a city less than 18 hours and you're on to the next one, you know, that's a very, very important detail. And I'm fortunate to have a brother who has worked in the food industry for years and was able to help me shape that part of my rider so that when it's sent out, it's super detailed and yet easy to follow. And it's, it still allows a lot of creativity. Uh, because whatever uh, business that you're in, there is creative aspects that have to come into play. You know, all of us are creative in different ways. You know, my creativity tends to be more on the, the logical side of things because of what I'm doing now. But I'm still taking in full account uh, the, the creative side, which is the presentation. How do you present uh, the show? You know, do you have dynamics within your mix uh, so that your show isn't just, you know, making your ears bleed the whole time? Yes, as uh, I get older, you know, I think yeah. about that. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and the same way that you would if you're the performer. Uh, you know, and then how do we think through, you know, making sure that the musicians can hear each other and can communicate pr correctly, especially now that musicians wear in ear monitors where they have a speaker inside of their ear blocking off all the sound, how do, do they effectively communicate with each other and with the person who's running sound specifically for them uh, versus the person running sound out in front of house. And so my role is to deal with all those elements and you know, the bigger the organization, the more people that are involved. Um, and so you know, it's a very fun, fulfilling job that I never would have dreamed of necessarily getting into had it not been for this friend saying, hey, you're a really good musician, you should come run sound for me. That's so cool. Yeah. I did not know the origin of your, of your profession. Yes. To conclude, my biggest advice is never be afraid to start at the bottom. Don't be afraid to be the guy sweeping the floors at the shop because if you show your due diligence at the most minimal and menial of tasks, People will recognize your willingness to be excellent at it. And then you'll get asked, hey, can you help with this? And you prove yourself step after step after step. And if you prove yourself honest and worthy and hardworking, you can go anywhere and you can work for anyone. And the other thing too is remember, you know, 50% of your job is, is how your personality is. Are you a likable person? Are you honest? Are you trustworthy? Do you keep your word when you say that you're going to do something? And do you take ownership when there's a failure? You know, because failure is not a bad thing if you're honest about it. And so being willing to put yourself out there and to not take no for an answer, you know, keep, you know, just because you don't get the job with the first place doesn't mean the second or third or fourth right. or fifth or sixth or 17th doesn't want to hire you. Yes. Uh, but, you know, be diligent and don't be afraid to, um, you know, work something else at the same time until you get an opportunity. So that would be my biggest piece of advice is to make sure that you're always willing to start at the bottom. And then once you make it to the top, never be too good to do the job at the bottom. Because too many people go, oh, you know, I'm up here. I, I don't need to do that. Because I always tell people the person who has the hardest job on our tours is the catering guy who's having to wash all the dishes. Yes. <laughs> because that person who's washing those dishes, you know, those are the, that's the job that's the hardest, most disgusting, worst job on the entire tour. And if, you know, never be afraid to be, you know, willing to go and do that job, you know, as a leader uh, or as the person trying to get your foot in the door. 
So that would be my advice is to just always be willing, always be open to learning. Thank you so much. You that bet. was an incredible interview, and I always like getting to talk to you. Yes, absolutely.